Well, Jake, it seems that some listeners and online readers sort of even questioned the premise of looking at why Seattle is so white. All right. On our uh, Facebook page, Tyler said pretty bluntly, you know, who cares? Is it a problem? Of course, there were some people who disagreed with that. Uh, right. Hintzet said that uh, coming from a person of color who actually spent 10 years going to school in the whitest neighborhood, Magnolia, it actually does matter, quite frankly. But I guess it's hard to understand such a complex standpoint if you are among the rest of the white population. And Andrea Alexander, who works for a nonprofit, says as a Native American, she's noticed the lack of people of color in key positions. I don't think there's really any Natives um, in philanthropy working for any foundations. That's access to resources, money, and power. Another person who commented, Jake, and and felt it was something important to talk about is uh, Kamaria Daniel, who's... African-American, and she's a freelance video producer. Not talking about it doesn't make the problem go away. It's easy It's easy to say I don't see race when you don't have to think about race. Betsy Andrews, who's white, agrees with that. She says it's easy for Seattleites not to get out of their comfort zone. She says as a teacher, she once had a kid tell her it wouldn't bother him if he were the only white kid in the class. And I looked at him and I said, when? Okay, now stop and pause and think. When have you ever been in a situation where you're the minority? And he hadn't. The part of the story that, that really hit a nerve, Jake, seemed to be the section where uh, Charlotte Bear interviewed a couple in Magnolia. Here's that clip. Our 14-year-old daughter is absolutely bemused that anyone even talks about race anymore. She's totally post-race. There were some pretty strong reactions to that. I think they're in denial. They don't want to really look at themselves or look at the at the bigger picture of race in America. This is an African-American man who asked that we not use his name. I, I don't believe them. And, and uh, in fact, that the post-racial comment did bring up more of the, you know, uh, more people were very incredulous that, that that's actually the case. And uh, Josh, for one, on our Facebook page said that uh, as someone who moved to Seattle from the South, I'm surprised by the noticeable absence of people of color and by the frequent claims of residents that the city is post-racial. And that was echoed even more strongly by Sam, who, uh, who responded, I also moved from the South. People are clueless, and people in bars are always talking about being post-race. And Jake, Kamaria Daniel told me on the phone that even people who don't want to see race, they do see race. I'm not demonizing, you know, whites or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, there are there are little subtle things that they just don't have to think about. Like, for instance, when her friends tease her, saying she's acting white when she goes to a metal concert on Capitol Hill. And it's kind of like I'm forced to be okay with it, because then if you're not okay with it, then that's when people get really sensitive and defensive about it. She brings up another point that came up. Mixed Up says, uh, I have lived here pretty much my whole life also, and I can tell you this is a very white city. What's worse is the smug sense of satisfaction that people here carry around, imagining how diverse and accepting they are. Of course, you can join in the I Wonder Why conversation at kplu.org. Thanks, Jake. Jake Ellison is KPLU Online News Manager. I'm Paula Whistle, KPLU News.